Hi there, I'm Jake. I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. And you're listening to the Lake of Rage Radio Podcast, your stop for discussions on all things Pokemon. Uh, before we get started this week, what do you guys want to talk about, uh, like, uh, what we did for Pokemon this week? Um, I played some OU uh, on Pokemon Showdown, uh, the overused tier. Uh, I can't get into uh this current metagame though like i just keep not building good teams um i i don't know i just i'm trying to get used to it i'm thinking about possibly just going on to um an rmt like a, a rate my team on smoggin and take something that has uh like done well like at like an 1800 elo or something like that and then just play testing someone else's team just to get used to the the, like know, just to pick the nuances up of the format and whatnot. Yeah, because like I think ninety percent of what goes on with um, like competitive Pokemon, it really has to do with being able to predict what your opponent's going to do. Um, and so like being able to build like you know some spicy brews, you got to understand the metagame first. So I think yeah, that's what like, I do. You might have a good strong like core to your team or whatnot, but if you don't know what they're doing, it's going to be harder to figure out what you need to how you need to like go about your plan and whatnot. Yeah, and especially with like. Uh, in the case of, like, I, yeah, I like, I like to spicy, you know, do your own brews of uh, Pokemon sets, you know, and, like, I can't really do that effectively if I don't know what I'm supposed to be hitting. And, like, when you're on lower uh, ELO ratings on the ladder, you're seeing people who are playing things like, yeah, I'm playing Raticate on my team, and it's like, I'm not actually playing against somebody who really knows how to play OU right now, so I'll beat those people for sure, but once I start hitting, like, the just beginning of... It, it gets it gets wonky. So, uh, I also bought a few packs of uh, Burning Shadows just because uh, I was on a whimsy, and there was a foil Alolan Meowth on the cover of like a three pack, and I wanted it. So Travis was there. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. I bought like <laughs> two packs of Crimson Invasion. I didn't get anything exciting. Couldn't find any of those packs, at least at Meyer when we were there. But it was the day it came out, like the night of. So yeah, I think it uh, wouldn't be up. The Moo. I'll probably the Moo had some that I picked up. Yeah, I was going to say, um, Evan and me, Evan's our friend for podcast listeners, he's a good good guy, he might appear on here every once in a while in the future, but um, Evan and me are probably going to head out to the, the Wizards Moo uh, this Monday, because uh, I'm off of work, and he, he has the night off, and he'll play Magic, and I think I'm going to buy a whole bunch of Pokemon cards, just because uh, I can, because I got a, a pretty fatty paycheck this last week around, so. I suppose for clarity's sake, um, the Wizards Moo is a card shop. That's not too far away from where we all live. Yeah. Um, uh, as for what else like I did during the week, yeah. it wasn't much. I just kind of paid attention to the news as it came out, watched the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, Good stuff. Just kind of played the game a little bit, tried to uh, level up some Pokemon, get some EV trains, did some Pokemon breeding, trying to get some like competitive Pokemon. But nothing too exciting, I suppose. How about you, Travis? Uh, so this week I've been doing my monotype playthrough for Ultra for Sun and Moon rather, and I just managed to finish the second island. Um, what type? Uh, doing electric type. It started out as like a mono Alola Raichu playthrough, and then it <laughs> turns out that Alolan Geodude is really good. Yeah, I can see that. Are you using self destruct or just like takedown or something like that? Uh, he has galvanize. Yeah. No, yeah. No, just, but like, I'm what's your normal type move of choice? Uh, whatever his level up move is at the time. Okay. That's so, no, just kind of plowing through it, did you, like, set up any Pokemon you trade over, or you just start, like, what you can only get in the game? 
I traded a whole bunch of stuff over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, my very first playthrough of this game actually was a monotype run-through. I picked the water starter, and I just had, uh, like, just didn't catch anything unless it was the first water Pokemon I saw. And so by the end of the game, I had, like, three Pokemon in my decks that weren't water. And it was really... I think they were, like, Nebby, uh, just yeah. the entire Cosmog line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, like you can't you can't get rid of Nebby. Like you got to you got to have you have to catch Nebby and you have to give it the Poké Doll. Those are the rules of the game. But like it was pretty fun up until like I had to face Mallow and right after Mallow <laughs> is Sophocles. <laughs> yeah, I remember you mentioning that section. Oh boy. There's a there's a decent amount of time between them though, right? Yeah, Cuz you would it, still have to face the bit. Island Kahuna. So, but yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I know that, like, when I was playing my game, though, like, as soon as I got to Lana, like, I just spent the whole time just trying to, like, chain fish for uh, Shiny Wishy Washy. I remember, because we were all playing the games more or less together, but me and Travis, I want to say, got called into work um, at that time, and you just kept kind of playing, and, like, the reason we were able to catch back up to you is because you spent so much time yeah, chain like fishing and wishy washy. Nah, just just a weekend. No, I spent like two days. No, nah, it was an exaggeration. I probably yeah. I think my chain was about a hundred, maybe like a hundred and ten deep before I finally found one, and I almost knocked it out because it looks so <laughs> similar to the regular one. It's just got like a different colored eye. Mm-hmm. Like it looks really cool when it's in its school form, but. Didn't you run through that game with two wishy-washy? Yeah, I wound up eventually doing oh so. Yeah, God. I had fishy-washy and wishy-washy. Oh, it was God. good. Like, I had one of them with all my special attacks and one of them with all the physical attacks because I've got, like, base 150 in each. And, like, I just didn't know what else I wanted for the six Pokemon. Oh, man. Maybe something with ground-type or, I don't know. Well, no, it, it had Earthquake, so I was, like, covered. <laughs> I meant to resist Sophocles, but yeah, that works too. You know, whatever, fine. <laughs> Who needs to resist Sophocles? You're just Oko everything. Yeah, like Wishy Washy one hits he... everything. It's slow as heck, but so Sophocles Pokemon are even slower. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. It's weird because Vikavolt looks like it should be a fast Pokemon. Yeah, it's electric, it's like... it flies. No, it's it's a rock taped to another rock. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like base 40 speed, I want to say. Like, that sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. It's way too high. Or way too low, rather. Uh. Let's see. Other stuff I did. Uh, in my regular copy of Moon, I started in on my Living Alolan deck, so I can just transfer that over right away to Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Just want to brag to everybody that I do have a Living Dex. I think this is the best time to tell the story of my last Pokemon I got for my Living Dex. I'm hanging out with Brandon and Travis here. Uh, we're all just kind of lounging around in Brandon's living room or whatever, like, watching some crappy anime or something like that. Um, and uh, I'm like, gosh, I gotta find a Bruxish for my last Pokemon. And so I spend close to an hour just looking for a Bruxish. And the first Bruxish I run into happens to be a shiny Bruxish. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's got, like, what is it, a 2 or 5% chance of being fished out? Yeah, and Something so small, yeah. it was pretty cool. It's like, oh, uh, hey, guys. I think I just caught a shiny Bruxish. Yeah, it looks... Ugh, Bruxish is just a really gross design. I, I mean, I appreciate the fact that it's actually based off of a real fish and all that kind of stuff, but the lips and the teeth just, it bothers me. It, looks it kinda creeps creepy. me out. It's a little yeah. creepy. And the shiny version kind of has like a goldfish color to it, like orange and yellow, but good times. But yeah, Travis, if you need any help with the uh, living decks, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm your guy. Getting a shiny I, charm is probably going to be um, pretty cool, especially, I don't know if this is going to be possible. Like, we don't know if they're shiny locked yet. But given the amount mm-hmm. of legends that are appearing in... Um, Ultra Sign and Ultra Yeah, Man. that, like, if they aren't shiny locked, I mean, it seems like pretty cool to try and get, like, shinies of these for some of the first times. Yeah, I wonder, uh, I think that this would be the first time you'd be able to get Zekrom and Reshiram as shinies. Yeah, unless there was some no, event I don't know about. I feel like you could have gotten shiny versions of them through, uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire using the Hoopa Holes. No, I'm pretty sure all the Hoopa Holes were locked, weren't they? Were they? Oh no! So I'm pretty sure I watched somebody. I'm pretty sure I watched somebody shiny, um, do like a shiny hunt for. Oh yeah, they they, they aren't locked. Never mind. I, I've seen okay. people. I think Mewtwo is the only non-event one that we would be able to get that way then. Hmm. Because the only shiny Mewtwo release that I think exists is the one for like a battle competition, either in X and Y or S era. It was shiny locked in like I, fire red and leaf green. I believe so. Huh? Because there's the sprite sitting there. Can you get it out of red and blue? Those didn't oh yeah. Shines. Well, red and blue when you send it over. Oh yeah, from, it did have like, a Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, yeah. like when you... I sent over all like I don't know if this was ac- if this was a thing that is supposed to happen, but every Pokemon I sent over from Pokemon Yellow version to um. Uh, Omega Ruby, or sorry, uh, Sun and Moon, uh, had their Dream World abilities, like my starter did, and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, I had a Venusaur. It had its its hidden ability. Um, I had a Clefable with its hidden ability, and a Nidoqueen with its hidden ability. Because my playthrough of the game was uh, keep Pikachu until I get Nidoran female, um, and then just double kick everything, and then yeah. double kick everything until I find a Clefairy. And then teach that whatever TM moves I feel like, and then there's a Bulbasaur in mist in like right next to Misty's gym, and then like you do the 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 potion trick in Yellow version with uh, Bulbasaur or Pikachu rather to get the Bulbasaur because you have to show the lady uh, your Pikachu has to be at like max happiness. So if your Pikachu is at full HP and you just use a potion on it, um, it'll say it didn't work or whatever, but, but it will anyway. still trigger the happiness thing to go up. So you can just keep spamming a potion on a full health Pikachu. No, no, to no, get no. Max I insist, happiness. Pikachu. No, I insist. Please take this medicine. Pika. No, uh, but then you walk over, you get your Bulbasaur, and now I have my Bulbasaur, which, I mean, that literally could have carried me through the game. Mainly just because I wanted to do the toxic, uh, leech seed glitch, which I didn't even know about until I met Travis. Um... So, like, way after Pokemon Yellow version came out. That's where, um, if it's got Toxic and Leech Seed, Leech Seed will heal for, like, as much as Toxic is doing? Or how does that work? Yeah, so it so um, it'll use the same timer. So, like, you use Toxic first, and it'll hit the first Toxic thing, then you use Leech Seed. And then, um... It just ticks the up Toxic the will go off. Yeah, so it'll tick up for Toxic damage doubling, and then it'll tick up for the Leech Seed damage doubling, and then you'll gain all... And with Leech Seed, you gain 100% HP back that you get with Leech Seed, so... It just your, melts everything. Okay. It's yeah, and Venusaur is you know it's Venusaur. He's a big boy. He just sits there and he just you know doesn't Takes die. The heads. So oh, so good. Uh, and then you know Nidoqueen learns Surf. So there we go. Yeah. And and Clefable gets a, a stab strength. So I don't actually know if Normal Type got stab bonus in Gen One. I feel like mm-hmm. that was a thing that didn't exist. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Gen One was a, a cluster. 
uh, of a, of the game, anyways, though. So yeah, a lot of like, hey, we're telling you that like, what is it? Ghost is super effective against psychic, but it turns out it's and not then true. it's resisted. Yeah, yeah, it's just they coded it funky. Yeah, um, yeah. So looking forward, right now uh, we've got another big info dump coming for Ultrasun and Ultra Moon on the tenth of November. But yeah. right now, we still have... a week before the games come out. Yeah, so this is definitely one of the, the like most, I, I suppose, uh, tight-lipped Nintendo's been or been able to keep about their games for a while. Yeah, yeah considering really that, I think this time, it. I think this time last year, like the Sun and Moon had leaked onto the internet already, and people had already like played and beaten the game at this point. Yeah, because they like they put the the um, the demo out, and they didn't even scrub mm. it clean, and people just data mined it. No, that too, but there also were like oh, there was yeah. like copies of the game on the internet. Yeah, like some review early review copies got sent out and people like ripped the data and sent out the ROMs. Yeah. Um and then a whole bunch of people who used those ROMs and connected to the internet stupidly got yeah, banned. They from got banned. Nintendo stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh some people who actually had review copies of the game and decided to go on the internet actually got themselves banned too. Yeah. Um, they weren't supposed to, that. but most of them from what I've read were able to just call Nintendo up and say, Hey, uh, hey, I left I'm my sorry. thing on by accident or I pressed the wrong button. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this week we've got, or this past week I suppose, we had the new trailers come out for Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and gives us a lot to talk about. So before we get right into that, there's um, another little bit that was new information uh, recently that came out that these will be the last Pokemon games on the 3DS, and I wanted to mm-hmm. see what you guys thought about that. Uh, I've seen on the internet a lot of people getting really upset about this, and so like I, um, I decided to do like a little bit of research into it and just discuss like Gen three, Gen four, Gen five, Gen six, Gen seven, like how long they lasted on the DS and the whatever. So, Gen three was on the GBA, um, and that lasted from two thousand three to two thousand five, um, and like we didn't see any titles uh, until two thousand seven. Um, so there's a two year gap between there um, with Diamond and Pearl. Um, and the Game Boy Advance launched at a price of nine ninety nine, um, and then dropped to seventy nine ninety nine, uh, or ninety nine ninety nine rather. Um, so like right before the Pokemon game came out, like the Pokemon gums, blah, Pokemon games came out for the GBA, um, that dropped. And I've heard a lot of people saying like, I'm not going to play Pokemon anymore because now you have to get a Switch. What? Like I, I'm not going to buy a Switch. Um, I mean, this is just how it works. Like, Gen 4 to Gen 5, that lasted from 2007 to 2012. Um, so it was two generations on one console for five years. Um, and the DS dropped right before the Pokemon game out from $149.99 to $129.99. Uh, Gen 6 and 7 lasted from 2013 to... And, like, let's assume... Uh, let's assume Pokemon Switch comes out in 2018. That'll be another five years. So it'll be the exact same amount of times that Gen 4 and 5 lasted on the DS. Um, and the DS 3DS launched at t- like 250 bucks, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and I, then, I got in real early on that one and kind of regret it. I mean, you had the ambassador thing that happened. Yeah. Um, then there was the price drop of, uh, to one, uh, 170, but then when Pokemon X and Y was coming out, they launched the 2DS for 130 bucks, which eventually dropped to 80 bucks. So like right now the switch is expensive. Yeah. But in all honesty, I don't anticipate seeing Pokemon Switch until 2019. I, like, I suspect they, late twenty nine or late twenty eighteen, early twenty nineteen is possible. Early twenty nineteen feels like the most likely. Just late twenty eighteen would be like this is late twenty seventeen in my opinion. 
So like that's a year from now. I do not see them being done with a Pokemon with a brand new game and a brand new system a year from now. Like they recently were talking about it on a in an interview, and yeah, this is all essentially hearsay because I have like no actual like article sitting in front of me. But like, um, uh, Masuda was saying like, yeah, we're keeping our um, our development group small like 40 people which is like the most it's ever been because they have like a too many cooks in the kitchen like spoil the broth or whatever type uh ideal with pokemon games so they want to have quality go into the games um and not just like a bunch of people work on it and just like spam it out um and so i i don't i don't know i just don't anticipate seeing it before 2019 um at all and it, it plays in the same kind of line with um omega ruby and alpha sapphire like there's the two-year difference between those and omega ruby alpha sapphire had um like all the legendaries that you could get and everything in the game and then sun and ultra sun and ultra moon are going to also have that um and it sets it up for the um the vgc or like the official pokemon oh, uh, yeah, video I, game I championship thing yeah so like what's going to happen now is we have confirmation i guess i'm skipping ahead because we have it listed to talk about it later but i'll just talk about it now um, the two twenty blah, 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 2018 um, VGC format will be open to all Megas. And then, like, the what I've heard referred to recently as, like, the sub-legendaries. So that's stuff like Entei, Raikou, Articuno. Like all uh, your legendary trios. Your yeah, yeah, like those kind of... Yeah, those, those smaller-level legendaries. Yeah, generally. Um, that Those are all going to be... Um, legal for the format but not like the big legendaries so not like rayquaza mewtwo etc however if there's going to be another year of video game championships before the next game comes out like there was with omega ruby and alpha sapphire having access to being able to like soft reset for good natured legendaries um seems like it would make sense um and that all kind of fits into the timeline there um yeah, it does so seem that they like giving out super dense games before a big gap. Yep, and I mean, that just makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, um, just a lot of people I've heard saying, like, uh, you know, why can't you just keep making 3DS games? Like, Nintendo has already, or like, uh, I believe it was Masuda. Masuda and, boy, um, not Iwata. I can't remember the guy's name. I apologize. Um, Masuda and the the producer developer guy for um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were talking about how like Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon they have pushed the 3DS to its limits, like as far as Pokemon games go, and they don't want to be held back, you know, by the 3DS. Um, it's not really Game Freak or Nintendo's fault, but like you know, Nintendo or it is Nintendo's fault. It's not Game Freak or Pokemon's fault that Nintendo is not going to keep making you know new handhelds like that the the 3ds is the pretty much end of handhelds and that the switch is kind of the way it's going um but like this game is the biggest 3ds game on record with um the last biggest 3ds game being 3.6 gigabytes in file size and that was the xenoblade port um sun and moon are going to be 3.7 gigabytes which is 0.3 gigabytes bigger than ultra sun or sun and moon ultra sun and ultra moon are going to be 3.7 um so it's gonna be it's gonna be the biggest game on the 3ds and like if you guys don't remember if you were playing sun and moon on the original like ds 3ds not the new 3ds the game chugs and there's even some part on 3d the new 3ds that i own that where it chugs a little bit and it's kind of like there's really not 
a whole lot more Pokemon can do on the system. Like, they need to move forward. So, I think a, a lifespan of, like, seven... I think it's going to end up being, what, it was 2013 to 2017, so that's four years, five years? Um, yeah. Um, let's assume that the, the 3DS, like, stops making games in, like, 2019. That's a lifespan of eight years, which is the same lifespan as the original DS. So, I mean, like, that's not, like, super terrible. I feel like having to buy a new gaming system every, like, eight years to play Pokemon isn't the worst thing in the world. Plus, I guarantee, I guarantee you there will either be a price drop or a, like, newer version made that causes the price to drop um, of the like Switch, Switch before the Switch or something, probably see a drop, yeah. maybe 250 maybe even 200 in the next couple of years. Yeah, before the next Pokemon games comes out, because they, they know Pokemon is your system seller. Like, Pokemon will sell your systems more over than anything else, so... Yeah, I mean the Switch has just had a great selection of system sellers already. With uh, Breath honestly, of the Wild it has and Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, Splatoon two, um, Splatoon harder. <laughs> um, what else? I feel like there's another really big game that came out for. It. I guess Xenoblade two is coming out for it, which a lot of people are excited for. But, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Travis is gone. Yeah. Uh, maybe he disconnected. Huh. Well, uh, we can still carry on for a little while. Maybe we'll pop back in. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. So, what? oh boy. Uh, one of the next things we can really talk about, I suppose, is that, like, one of the biggest things about these trailers is that we see the uh, Rainbow Rocket group. Yeah, which that's is big just stuff. like Giovanni doing what Giovanni does, setting up some sort of mafia-style, like, suicide squad of villains. Um, yeah, I, I've seen a few uh, uh, internet jokes about that, where it's, like, the the woman from the Suicide Squad movie with the pictures of all the criminals behind her, but replaced with just all of the the big the big bads on it. Yeah, it's like, it's like Giovanni setting up his own little Legion of Doom here. That's um, great. We get to see, like... Oh, jeez. Pretty much everyone's in it. We've got um, Geitzus. We have, like, Archie and Maxi, but with their ruby and sapphire, like OG sprites. Which is the most interesting thing. Um, like, I see a lot of people getting upset online, like, what? We liked the old, the new Archie and Maxi. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's, like, kind of unanimous that they had way more character. But I feel like there's definitely some significance to the fact that they are their old forms, which I think we'll get into in a little bit here. Yeah. Um, but it's like if you haven't seen the promotional art, it's it's great. It shows yeah. Giovanni standing behind this like castle styled mansion uh, with an ultra in the background and all the other villains standing by his side. I think because at the bottom you can see uh, Sophocles like laying on the ground underneath your. Uh, the pirate. Not pirate. Gosh. Why did they. Why did they name two Pokemon that similar? Um, uh, Incineroar. Um, I think that's supposed to be the Festival Plaza. Like, I think they oh. must take over the Festival Plaza. That is possible. Because it's, like, very rounded, and it's a castle, and we don't see another castle in the game. Like, at first I thought it was a mansion, but I think it's actually a castle. Well, I mean, it is a castle in this art, so... Yeah. I don't know. That'd definitely be interesting. Um... What else did we really see in the trailer? Uh, we'll get more into like the Rainbow Rocket, like what our theories, I guess, about it are. But um, 
Hey, you're Welcome back. back. Yeah, that was weird. Um, so where were we? Okay, um, yeah, some of the other things that this trailer really talked about is, like, we have these totem stickers. Now, I don't personally quite understand what they are, but it looks like they're kind of like the Zygarde cells of the last game where you'd run around and, like, kind of do a mini-game scavenger hunt for them. But it shows that you're able to get bigger totem-sized Pokemon. Do we know anything what that means? No, like, and as far as I... I, I bet if I went online to the Pokemon website right now, I could probably at least try to figure that out. But um, as far as I'm aware, uh, it's just a cosmetic thing. Like, you go to Professor Samson Oak, um, and you hand him in the stickers, and he's like, yeah, you found stickers. Here's a totem-sized, like, gumshoes or a totem-sized slazzle. Um, oh, I was hoping that, like, it would be some kind of thing that you could do to your Pokemon. So, like, yeah, this is my giant Magikarp. Um, his name is Steve. Oh, that'd be awesome. No, so you're only getting, like, so you're probably only going to be getting the totem-sized totem Pokemon? Um, yeah, so here, here we go. Uh, If you collect totem stickers, you'll be able to get a huge totem-like Pokemon for your team based on how many stickers you've collected. Okay. Um, it doesn't say there's anything different about them, though. It just says that they're bigger. So I wonder if that will affect, like... cosmetic. It could be, like, an alternate form, too. We have seen new Pokemon in this game already, so... Yeah, Different I was going to say, I wonder me. if um, it'll count as, um, like, for low kick. Like, it'll count for weight. Oh, maybe. If that'll have a difference. I'm not super sure it will, but that'd definitely be an interesting inclusion. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing else on it. Oh, yeah. Other things that they're bringing back or tweaking, uh, we've got a new and improved island scan. Uh, where we can see, we've already seen Pokemon like Grovile, uh, Greninja, Charmander, a bunch of, like, it's definitely going to expand and let us get, like, a lot more of the National Dex Pokemon in this game, um, which kind of goes back relating to what we were talking about earlier with the expanded, like, very dense feeling game where you have so much to do if it's going to be a while before we get the next, like, main series title. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing we really saw anything about was the Battle Agency, where you get to put on sunglasses and be a secret agent for a while, I guess, but it's going to be some form of uh, like battle frontier battle factory style um, like competitive styled Pokemon battling, where you have the ability to rent Pokemon, presumably from friends from what I understand um, Yeah, I don't know Do you know any more about it? I don't know anything more about it. Travis, do you know anything else about it other than that? No, I don't off the top of my head, know anything more about it. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that it exists, because it's kind of a promise that we're going to see something post-game, and plus, like, I don't know. Um, you know what, actually, interestingly enough, um, Pokemon released, like, a 15-second trailer, like a TV trailer, where they talk about Rainbow Rocket for a brief second, and, like, fight 20 years of villainy, or whatever, and the Rainbow Rockets, etc. And they say, uh fight them with uh, Alolan Z-moves and new forms. Now, I could just be talking about, like, you know, new forms of, um... What's that his name? That we've already seen? Yeah, the, the new forms. Yeah, like the Lycanoroc new forms, stuff like that, but I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that means, you know, new Alolan forms. I mean, we do have a another significant uh, info dump coming in five days, so... Yeah, I feel like we would have probably seen them by now. Which is unfortunate, but I'm definitely still. I don't. I haven't given up hope. I'm yeah. I'm not going to give up hope either because this game just keeps surprising us. So, 
and the Alolan um, forms were extremely well received by the community. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, like even the silly ones, like Alolan Dug Trio, where people would argue is like, you know, it looks ridiculous. Like I honestly, when I first I, saw, I that, believe you misused the word fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I apologize. Um, but like I remember when that first was a thing, uh, everybody like lost their mind. Like this is this is fake. This is fake. This is a joke. Oh yeah. Like somebody's somebody's hacking this demo and making it look like it's that. No, it actually exists, and wow, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, like even to some extent, I thought because it was in the demo, like they were doing a joke, like oh, is that a new Alolan form? And then it's just like a Doug Trio wearing a wig, and then it would be like you know when it gets to the main game, like ah, ha ha ha, funny. Nope, that was real. Yep, and it's it's, steel it's great. It's great. It's yeah. great. But um, so I guess we're gonna loop back into the Team Rainbow Rocket bit, which is what we really wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so we see like a couple screenshots where like your characters f- facing off or starting a battle against like Giovanni or some of the other uh, team leader villain members. I don't know what to really should call them anymore. Yeah. Um, other members of the Legion of Doom. Yeah. And like one scene which has a lot of people really happy is your character walking in to i think it's to speak to giovanni and in the background guzma's behind you with his hands outstretched like pushing on the faces of two two uh rainbow rocket members and they're like windmilling their arms to try to hit him you're following you're being led actually through a corridor by um archie and maxi oh that's what it is okay yeah um and yeah, yeah two rainbow rockets are trying to like hit guzma which some parts to prove that this is all post-game Guzma is wearing the same uh, sunglasses that he does post-game in Pokemon Sun and Moon, like the not half-moon sunglasses, like just two big circles. And oh, on top I didn't of that, that, yeah. And on top of that, he is no longer wearing, if I remember correctly, he's no longer wearing the gold chain around his neck, or um, he doesn't have the like tattoo on his arm anymore. Yeah, um, it looks like in the promotional artwork, at least he doesn't have the gold chain on. Yeah. 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 So and yeah, another cool thing about it is um, there was a post on the Pokemon subreddit by someone named uh, Lion Cobalt, I think is the pronunciation here. Um, they pointed out that his Golisopod has type advantage against every other one of the the Team Rainbow Rocket bosses aces. Mm-hmm. Like Water type beats Giovanni's uh, Nidorine or Nidos uh, Rhydon, Rhyperior, whatever. Maxi's mm-hmm. Camerupt, Lysander's Pyroar. And then the bug type takes care of Archie Sharpedo, Cyrus's Weavile, Geist's Hydreigon, Fava's Hypno, and even Giovanni's Mewtwo. Yeah, and he, so, yeah, because that's probably Giovanni's big thing, so. Yeah, like we've seen Giovanni with the Mewtwo already. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's actually kind of cool that Guzma has the potential to, like. Take him all out. Like, yeah, especially when the game kind of portrays him as almost a joke in a sense, where his entire character is that he failed doing the trial exams for some reason mm-hmm. and then started like basically this gang that no one takes super seriously and everyone kind of just is annoyed by yeah but, they're just like like the best part of it is um like every other every other region has like this oh no it's team rocket or team flare and like people are just kind of like oh yeah hey, look, it's, it's team, team skull, skull they're yeah. sealing a bus sign <laughs> yeah, whatever well, like, the first couple introductions of team skull were great like, there's the guy at the berry farm, and they show up. 
Oh, you this don't need like to worry about me. Him. It's just Team Skull. You can go on yeah. with your island challenge. Or yeah. or Ilima even like you're having a conversation with Ilima and they're like, yo yo yo, let's fight. And then Ilima's like, yeah. So anyways, are you ignoring us right now? It's like, yeah, he is. He's ignoring you. Yeah. So he's it's a, possible we're going to see like, like actually spoiled a good, rich kid. kind of redemption style. Maybe not quite redemption, but like a validation of Guzma. And oh man, I'm I'm really excited for it. It's really cool. Like it really shows that Guzman's this really tall, kind of lanky guy that he can keep his arms outstretched, and the rocket grunts can't even hit him. Yeah, like that scene just in general looks super cool. Yeah, no, it's really good. It it adds a lot of character to Guzma. Um, the other thing in the promotional art that makes me very uh, happy is uh, Wick just standing there holding a bowl of malasadas. Like I don't know what relevance that has to the plot of this like rainbow rocket thing but oh it's it's, it's got to be like a clutch yeah like, like deus ex machina or sorry deus ex malasada um, <laughs> she shows up with a plate of malasadas holds them out and suddenly everyone's cool with each other and they just eat malasadas together that's how you get yeah. archie and maxi on your side to leak you to giovanni that makes yeah. sense i've solved uh, just... mystery I just want to comment the fact that Cyrus is like everybody else has like a, a fairly you know decent uh, character design here. Like Giovanni's got his like hand outstretched, like I'm Giovanni, blah blah blah. And you've got like Maxi and Archie doing their doing their dynamic poses that they did in Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald. And you got Faba sitting there like kneading his hands together, you know, like he's some sneaky sneak. And Lysander doing his weird like I am some sort of Shakespearean monster guy thing. And, you know, gets us being, gets us, uh, but like, yeah, Cyrus is just, yeah, 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 ominous. Get, uh, Cyrus is just thousand miles staring into the distance. He's just like, completely checked he, out. He's seen some stuff in the distortion world. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm kind of hoping we'll see some sort of connection between Ultra Space and the distortion world. Like, that would yeah. be something that would make me I feel really like there's definitely gotta happy. be some sort of link between those. Yeah. Um. But one thing that we really kind of wanted to delve into was why we're seeing Archie and Maxi in their, uh, like, their OG Ruby Sapphire Emerald outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of relates to, I don't know if it's ever been, like, officially confirmed or not, but there's been talk of multiple timelines or basically parallel worlds within the Pokemon universe that kind of explains why in some games we have Megas and some games we don't, and also, like, the different outfits we see in Omega Ruby and Apple, Sa- Apple Sapphire. Uh, Alpha Sapphire. <laughs> Sounds delicious. And also yeah. the fairy typing existing all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, and so... The... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so we have these incon- like these incongruities between, like, the original versions of the games and the remakes, mm-hmm. where two separate parallel worlds would explain it. There's also... Uh, which game is it that mentions parallel worlds? It is Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire during the Delta episode. Um, the scientists are discussing um, sending the meteor um, that happens. That uh, spoiler alert for Alpha for the post game of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire if you haven't played it yet. But um, uh, the scientists are talking about like sending it through a wormhole, like creating a wormhole and just sending it to another dimension. Um, and. Uh, they're like, like a discussion as to whether or not that's like a moral thing to do and instead they send you up in a scuba suit they send you a 10 year old child in a scuba suit riding on the back of a dragon who lives in the ozone layer to blow it up and then fight an alien virus monster nothing about this is ridiculous by the way well i mean let's be fair here you are a 10 year old who just stopped an ancient monster from destroying the world 
Yes, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, you're not just some random ten-year-old. You are we're a ten-year-old. We're a ten-year-old who picked up a master ball and had a decent arm. Like, it's like Sandlot, where you know, it's like you get, you can't just you know, you you get your arm to there and you let go, and that's all you got to do. And like, you know, that's that's what your kid did. He just like picked up a master ball. It's like, oh, cool, throw, done. He just tripped his way into history. Yeah, that's all it takes. Um, yeah. So, like, we have, like, prior acknowledgement of the concept of, like, the many worlds theory, the parallel worlds, or however this was interpreted. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have these two different styled, like, bosses where they're clearly different people. Um, and so these, like, in the promotional art, we also see them all standing in front of an ultra wormhole, suggesting that they actually come from a different point in space, time, or dimension, mm-hmm. uh, as though they came through the wormhole. And in the trailer, um, we also see a wormhole opening immediately before we see the Rainbow Rocket stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. so in this game, we already have like the Ultra Recon Squad, which, from what I understand, are basically here to steal the light back from Necrozma or steal the light of our world after Necrozma stole theirs. Is that right? Yeah, something along those lines. Like, we don't have uh, like very Super concrete. knowledge on them. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, that would kind of ruin the game. But, but it kind of looks like the... Um, uh, Rainbow Rocket team is also coming from some other goal, possibly even the same one as the Ultra Recon Squad, because if they're Rainbow Rocket, it really suggests um, like a group of light, as rainbows are just like the spectrum of light. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely a tie-in with that, and what we can kind of assume here is that they're trying to, basically like if they're from that same dark world that Necrozma messed up, mm-hmm. they're coming to this one to try and either achieve some sort of goal, take over, uh, bring something back, who knows. But what this the reason why I, this is relevant to the two different uh, versions of Archie and Maxie is that they are literally two different Archies and Maxies. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that are being brought in, which are the ones from the original Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald games. And then we the, have the uh, ones... The, less, the less cool ones. Sorry. <clears throat> Cough there. Yeah, and uh, we have the ones that are in our Omega Ruby and Apple. Al- Why am I saying Apple Sapphire? A- Alpha Sapphire. I like Apple Sapphires. Yeah, Apple Sapphires yeah. are delicious. <laughs> yeah, so we like. It's really interesting because that means that like it's possible that there's two different versions of each of these villains, and any additional remakes, like if we get a uh, remake of Diamond and Pearl or Platinum, like who knows, maybe the. Cyrus and that will be different. Yeah, maybe he'll be a happy-go-lucky guy who doesn't want to destroy everything. No, I don't think so. I don't, maybe I, the probably, two Cyruses will meet up together and butt heads. No, they'd probably just stare at a wall. And then, like... <laughs> Both say they want to be God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cyrus is not the kind of guy you want on your team. No, he, I mean, he's literally a cultist. Like, he's a cult leader, and... Uh, I think it was the Pokemon Generations, what were they called? The the little, um, like, four-minute-long animation videos that they released for the 20th anniversary. Like, you have um, literally Cyrus ripping the world asunder. Um, and, like, Mars and Jupiter are standing there and just like, Yes, Lord Cyrus, this is great! And Cynthia's like, uh, please stop doing that. <laughs> and it's like, this man is literally restarting space-time, and you're just, like, super excited about this. Like, like that's all some... the other villains are trying to achieve a goal of, like, villainy, but 
he's not trying to like accomplish anything in the sense that he wants something and he wants like he wants power or anything he's the only one of them that doesn't really seek power well no he wants is... power that's all he wants though is power over everything I guess. well yeah he he commented that he wants to live in like he himself does not feel like emotion or anything like that like he's completely like vacant inside um and like he wants to live in an emotionless um feelingless world and he wants to recreate the world in his own image um okay uh at least that's what he says especially during this um pokemon animation thing and like he comments when he gets stuck in when he gets stuck in that alternate universe um when he gets dragged into the distortion world by garantina he's like you know i could actually live here you know there's nothing here it's nothingness this is kind of what i wanted so i don't know he's crazy like that's i guess that's what it comes down to he's he's not a um totally all there no definitely trying to restart existence for your own whims is a little bit much like i think faba here is like the least threatening yeah, just because he's, like, just some weird, like, lackey dude who's just like, if I can take over my boss's job and maybe, you know, genetically engineer a weird chimera dog with a metal thing on its head. I don't know. He's just... He's... I don't know. He just doesn't feel threatening to me, like, in yeah, any we, way. I guess maybe this thing will expand I am a scrawny dude. A I am a scrawny dude, and I feel like I could beat him up. Like... Just physically could fight Faba and not worry about it. I mean, he's also not... He doesn't even have a threatening name. He's named after a Faba bean. Yeah. And he's got the gosh dang bean glasses. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He definitely feels a little out of place, I guess. I didn't even notice it. Like, in none of the, the trailers do you see him as part of this. He's just in the material... Like, the promotional material. Maybe he's just maybe kind he of brings there. them... Yeah, it's possible even, like, I wouldn't surprise me if, um he's the one who somehow organizes this and brings them all out from their respective dimensions or whatever into Alola. Yeah, on accident. Or purpose. I, I, I would assume purpose. He doesn't look like he does anything on accident. Lysander seems weird in this because all of these other guys exist pre-fairy types, pre-mega evolutions, and even in Lysander's promo art, he's got a mega ring on his finger. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, that's weird. That's a thing. Uh, I don't feel like you need an alternate version of him. It's possible that, like, um... It's possible that it's an alternate version beyond that, because, like, didn't the original Giovanni at the end of Gold and Silver say, like... No, I mean, like, not Gold and Silver, at the end of Red and Blue say, like, hey, I'm gonna disband Team Rocket, go rethink my life, figure out what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but In also the... it's possible that this is literally the same Lysander too, Like, before he dies... Because he gets crushed under a, a bunch of rubble and dies. He had the bee suit. You're right. The bee suit saved him. That's probably what it was. That would, um, now we know what its purpose was. Yeah, no, I actually forgot about that part. So, okay. Likely, <laughs> likely a different uh, Lysander. That's fair. Um... What was I going to comment on real quick here? Oh, HeartGold and Soul Silver. There's the Celebi event where you go back in time and you get to see uh, Silver chasing after Giovanni. And Giovanni says, I need to go and figure out how to more effectively create a better Team Rocket in the future. And like, the, oh, now this is a thing. So some people are wondering about that. I know there's the whole thing of like, after you beat Giovanni in that um, event, like you hear like, 
Giovanni runs off screen and you hear a splash. And so some people like are like, did Giovanni jump to his death? Or like, blah, 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 blah. And there's that whole theory. Which never made sense to me because in Black and White 2, you got to face him while he was still wearing like his, his like, I'm on, I'm, I'm hiding, I'm incognito like outfit. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, whoa, look at me. I'm traveling around getting stronger. So, but I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I, I feel like really any further speculation into this. Uh, it's just going to devolve. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just going to devolve back to the same stuff. Yeah. So, anything else we wanted to more talk about about the uh, the trailer at all? Uh, nothing that really sticks out in my mind. How about you, Travis? Uh, no, nothing that I can think of. I guess the, the one big thing I just wanted to comment on uh, in finality here is that uh, this game feels a lot more like a like celebration of 20 years of Pokemon than the other ones have. They're like Sun yeah. and Moon felt like. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm really excited for all the like storylines that they're weaving together. Um, I re- yeah. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is that it feels a little on the fanfic-y side because of it's just going to be like fan service like here's everyone everything but yeah they're weaving it together with a narrative that i'm hoping kind of lifts it up enough where it's its own thing rather than just the fan service that it looks like it is yeah well and also like masuda had had confirmed like this is going to be a huge post game so i mean if this as we can see guzma in his post game outfit like this is probably a significant portion of the post game so Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's more to it, but oh well. Uh, so I think that wraps us up for the episode. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or just want to say hey to us, we're on Twitter at Lake of Rage Radio, or you can send us an email at lakeofrageradio at gmail.com. And we're on both SoundCloud and YouTube on the channel Lake of Rage Radio. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.